0: goodness of God well I'll tell you the goodness of God the goodness God and charity you know I'm so overwhelmed sometimes when I see the goodness of God I was joking with charity before the session i said i think i sabotaged myself because i asked you guys for two songs so i said listen you know me i have way too much material so you're gonna have to keep it short no flowing (laughs) how dumb is that right like charity how can she not flow right it's the very essence of her being amen amen And I'm just so thankful for the goodness of God. I'm so thankful. You know, when I turned the church over and Megan got ordained as pastor, she was one of the main worship leaders. And I remember thinking, Charity's really going to have to step up to the plate and carry the load. And I want you to know she's done such a marvelous job. Okay, thank you. Um, You're really gonna have to bear with me this morning because like I prepared an hour's worth of message. And I can really identify with Eve last night when she was preaching, I mean, I've lived her life in many, many ways. And so I'm sorry if the message, what little time I've got left, If it sounds like I'm a woman on speed, because I have done speed and maybe there's been some residual effects there because that's what my mind is like. (laughs) When she was telling the story about going into the bar, like going from bar after bar after bar, I thought to myself, I have literally done that. Although I did connect with my husband. She didn't, but I did. Anyway, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Logan, um, so, oh boy, okay, come on, get it together, Joan, um, I made my font too small, (laughs) (laughs) um, Um, I want to read the theme from the conference. It says, pay attention and come closer to me and hear that your total being may flourish. And I think that's what wrecked me was when when charity began to flow and, you know, say, I just want to sit at your feet. I just want to sit at your feet. And that's been the cry of my heart for probably the last year. God's just been really doing a work, and I'm seeing a major, major shift in the body of Christ. If they will listen, God is endeavoring to equip the body to um, be able to stand And not just stand as in not get knocked over by the storms of life, but to stand on a very solid foundation so that you can be that beacon, that, you know, that light to a lot of other people who are shifting and having trouble finding where do they stand, what do they believe, what voices do we listen to. And so... um, there's there, I believe that the Lord is saying there has to be a deliberate intentionality about your life, about your decisions, about what you're going to put your hand to. And um, something really spoke to me the other day. I don't know how many of you follow Lance Wall now, but um, there was a post that he had made and it was about the fact that there was an image that was posted. It was an AI, an artificial intelligence image that was generated, and it was about an explosion at the Pentecost... Pentagon. (laughs) Pentagon building. And it, it, multiple news sources immediately picked it up, and it had immediate impact because the S&P 500 market immediately fell, and it generated billions of dollars of losses, just like that, and it was based off of a fake image. And so there's going to be lots happen in the days ahead. And I think, I mean, I'm having to amend my message because there's no way I'm going to be able to get to a lot of it. But I, I, there's so many voices competing for your attention. There are so many situations that the enemy is doing. Like, it, it created mass panic. It created mass fear. What we just walked through with COVID created a lot of fear. There is a major amount of uncertainty in the world today. And so it is so key what voices are we listening to? What are we paying attention to? And let me just say this, most of what you see on the surface is not the real thing. It is not the real thing. And so If there is anything I can encourage you with, is that the Lord is saying, pay attention to me. Come closer to me. Listen to me and hear my voice. I'm so struck with the fact that um, I think it was Elijah who, um, you know, they were facing enemies all around. And that's where we are today. We are facing enemies all around. There are many destructive voices. There are many seducing spirits. And the servant was getting really afraid. And so Elijah said, Lord, open his eyes so that he can see. And then in the background, in the unseen realm, the servant was able to see that truly God is at work. And God is at work. He is at work. But we're not going to hear that. If we're paying attention to what we're seeing on social media, and I'm really thankful because, and I'm not, you know, decrying social media, but I'm really thankful that many of you ladies have made deliberate choices to say, I'm limiting my social media. I'm getting off of this platform, or I'm, you know. And I believe that's wisdom. I believe that that's the spirit of God. I'm not telling you to get rid of your social media. That's, a, that's for you. Um, I have social media, but I mean, it's, you know, like every other force in our life, we have to be paying attention to it and saying, how much of my time is this allowed to have in my life? And how much time does the voice of God have in my life? Amen. So, um, because I think that God's wanting to get us out of, and I know for many of you, you've been in difficult circumstances. There's been a lot of challenging situations, and it's really defining your faith. It's, it's testing your faith. And, um, but I believe that God just doesn't want us to survive. Like I put in the newsletter, I said, you know, survive just means doing what is necessary to live or exist. In spite of danger. God doesn't want us there. He's got way more for us than just existing. And there is, there is the ability, even if you're going through the messiest of circumstances, you could be facing betrayal. You could be facing a relationship breakup, you know. Marriage breakups, betrayal, Um, job losses, all of those can be very painful, and they can be very messy, and they can hurt. But God has a supernatural way of taking you through it so that you can come out on the other side. And yeah, you may have a few battle scars, but he doesn't want you wounded He doesn't want you walking wounded. So I love what Eve said last night. She said, we are pushing back death. Death to dreams. Death to things that you thought were lost. Let me tell you. God is able to redeem and restore. And it may not come in the package that you think it should be in, or it should, it's shaped up differently, but I can tell you this, if you keep your eyes focused on Jesus, and you're listening to his voice, he has the marvelous capacity to get you to where you need to go. And so one of the tools that I believe that he uses... And speaks very clearly through would be the area of worship. Um, I'll never forget, Ted Yuke was, the last time he was here and he spoke at our church, he was speaking of God, about God, and he said, he doesn't need an introduction because he has no beginning. He doesn't need the special music, he has the heavenly host speaking to him. Or singing to him, sorry. He doesn't need the word because he is the word. He doesn't need the announcements because he is all-knowing. He doesn't need the benediction because he is the eternal. The only thing that God gets out of the service is the worship. God created us for worship. And so, Romans 12, verse 1, you all, I think most of you are familiar with the scripture, says, I appeal to you therefore, brethren, and I beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication, there it goes again, decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all of your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, dedicated, well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent, service, and spiritual worship. For those of you who know me really well, you know that I'm really interested and fascinated with the brain. I taught a Bible study from Dr. Caroline Leaf, and for those of you who are familiar with her work, she teaches about the fact that the brain... Depending on what you are putting into the brain and how you are receiving life, as in, are you negative? If you are negative, your brain literally begins to shrivel and shrink. But if you are positive and if you are thankful and if you have gratitude in your life and you have an outlook that is expectant, your brain flourishes. And I want you to know that it works that way for worship. Um, There is incredible research about what happens to the brain when we give thanksgiving, when we speak gratitude out loud, and when we worship. Researchers have found that when we worship God, there is an increase in a neurotransmitter called BPNF which helps to grow healthy brain cells. When we worship gamma waves, and I don't know if many of you, I'm not gonna go into it, but there's, you know, theta waves, beta waves, um, and gamma waves. There's all these different brain waves, or waves, sound waves, electrical waves, and uh, gamma waves are created in our brain that can actually help us feel the presence of God. Psalm 22 verse 3 says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And so we actually get a physical boost. And I know Brittany talked about the fact that in the past that I've spoken about that. And I I actually thought that that's the way that the Lord was going to go. But that's such a comprehensive subject of praise and worship. But literally, there are many words when you study them out about praises. When you lift your hands... There is actually a physical reaction that takes place in your body. Your body becomes oxygenated, and it actually brings life and nourishment to your physical body. So we can see that God, everything is intentional with God. When God says to praise Him, to worship Him, we could actually think, God's being selfish. Like, like isn't He a little narcissist? Nar- narcissistic. I mean, that's a huge topic these days, right? Narcissistic people. And so we could think, you know, God's just a little narcissistic. I mean, you know, you know, doesn't he have everything already and now we have to worship him? But I want you to recognize this. Maybe I'll go there. I'm having to dissect my um, message on the fly. But I want you to see this. Um, This is Jesus speaking, and he says, So I said to you, God, I will be the one to go and do your will, to fulfill all that is written of me in your word. He says, multiple burnt offerings and sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice. He said, I will be the one to go and do your will, and that was the sacrifice that he made. That was the worship that he gave to the Heavenly Father, was to sacrifice who he was and to die on the cross. I had so much trouble putting this message together because Megan's been preaching about the cross and about the blood and about sacrifice. And it was like, I can see so many ways that, that God really just blessed us so magnificently because Jesus gave himself put himself on the cross, worshipped his heavenly father. When we... um, Sheree, thank you. (laughs) Um, Let me read to you a couple of definitions. When, When we are talking about sacrifice... There is an interesting Hebrew word for sacrifice. It's called korban, which literally means to be brought near. It means something which draws close. And so the purpose of sacrifice was then, when, when God instituted the Old Testament, the old sacrificial system, the purpose was to draw his people close. To him. And it was a way to bring people closer to God. It was a giving over of the sacred. And that's what Jesus did for us. He gave himself over to draw near to God and to pave the way so that we, once and for all, without any kind of shame, without any kind of inhibitions, without any kind of limitations, could go into the presence of God. And when we go into the presence of God, when we worship him, there is an exchange. So you can't merely think of him as being a narcissistic type God because the thing is, is what we get back from him when we worship him is so much more than what we ever get from him, what he ever gets from us. Amen? It's a supernatural exchange. And like it says in 1 Corinthians, it takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So foolish, so unbelievers don't understand why we do the things that we do because it looks foolish to them. Because it's a spiritual dimension. It's a spiritual transaction and it can only be understood when we do that exchange and when we're sitting at the feet of Jesus and when we're worshipping him um, hold on so I'm going to finish up with this thought In Hebrews, where I ended up at, in Hebrews 12, verse 28, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken, let's continue to express our gratitude. With this gratitude, let's serve in a way that is pleasing to God with respect and awe. When you look at the definition of the word receive, of course it means to take to or to receive to oneself. But it means more than that. It means um, it means to receive with the mind. And I thought that that was very important, because often the battleground is in the mind. And so when you... If, if I could just encourage you, we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. When Jesus went to the cross and died and rose again, he instituted a whole new covenant. That covenant is forever. It will never shift. It will never change. The blessings or the promises or the benefits will never change. They remain forever. That kingdom cannot be shaken. Everything in the world can be shaken. And there could be lots coming down the pike, so to speak, the pipe, that could really bring a lot of shaking. But if we can keep our eyes focused on Jesus, we're going to withstand anything because we recognize that our kingdom cannot be shaken and our wor- this world here is not our home. So let me say for you teenagers, because of course I'm looking at this message thinking, oh, just keep this in mind. If you cultivate your worship with Jesus, you will be able to withstand anything. And you will be able to achieve discernment to know what is truth and what is a lie. Because there, are a lot, there is a lot of stuff coming at us today that is nothing but lies. It's not truth. It may have a portion of truth in it, but it's not the truth. And so if you will worship God, if you will keep your heart open and draw close to him and hear his voice, you will have the ability to discern between truth and truth and a lie, and it will keep you on a solid foundation. Amen.